Well, you heard the story. A man went on a long journey, and he left his money with his servants. Five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, one bag of silver to yet another. And when he returned, he discovered that the one with five bags of silver had invested it and it had increased to ten bags of silver. And one with two bags of silver had invested it and it had increased to four bags of silver. But the one with one bag of silver had buried the money in the ground and simply returned it to the master. And the master was furious. He said, you wicked, lazy slave. What have you done? If you'd put it in the bank, at least, it would have drawn some interest. Take away what he has, give it to the one with ten bags, and throw him out into the dark, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, if you look at the commentaries and sermons on this lesson, you'll see that most of them, most of them are what we might are about what we might call responsible stewardship. Hmm? Responsible stewardship. In other, other words, we've all been given gifts and, and we are responsible for those gifts and, and to, to show some, some uh, uh, profit on them in our lives, if you will. That, that there will come a day of reckoning, a day of judgment. And in that judgment, we have to show what we've done with the gifts that have been given to us. Garrison Keillor is a, is a storyteller in America. Some of you may know that name. He tells stories about a mythical town named Lake Wobegon in Minnesota. One of the churches in that town is called Our Lady of Perpetual Responsibility. I kind of think that could be the name of most of our churches. Uh, the Church of, of, of Perpetual Responsibility. Because that's what we're always trying to force on people is responsibility. We need to be responsible with the gifts or this or that or whatever. Well, I would like to offer you a, a very different interpretation of this, of this parable because I don't think it's about responsibility at all. It is a parable of the kingdom. It's about joy and freedom. About joy and freedom. Let, let me share this with you. A man goes on a journey and he leaves his money with his servants. Now, do you know how much money he left? Big bucks, people. Big bucks. To the first servant, he left five bags of silver. If you translate that into modern terms, it's a little over eight million litres. Do you hear that? Eight million. The second servant, he gave two bags of silver, which translates into more than three million litres. And to the last servant, he gave one bag of silver, which, which is a little over a million and a half litres. He gave them a lot of money. He gave them great gifts. He left it with, left it with them. And he trusted them. I think that's one of the most important words in this text. He trusted them. He trusted them with his money. Great amounts of money. 
He trusted them. And guess what? The first two servants trusted him. Trusted him. In fact, that's what's so important about this text. They trusted him enough to take that money and deal with it. They could have won, they could have lost. It turned out they, they won big time. But it could have turned out the other way. They could have lost it all. But they had enough trust in the master that they were free. Free to use this money to do their best with it, to do whatever they could with it. That's what trust is all about. They trusted the master to know them well enough that they could do what they thought was right. And they did, and it turned out in this case very well. Now the third guy, the third guy, interestingly, he is the most responsible. Isn't that true? He is so responsible that he doesn't want to gamble with his master's money. So what's he do with it? He digs a hole in the ground and buries it because he wants to be very sure that he has it when the master returns. That is responsibility. No, no, don't take any chances here. Because you know what? I have an idea the master is a hard man. A hard man. In fact, that third man said, I was afraid. He was afraid of the master. See, the master trusted him with a million and a half lettuce. Trusted him, trusted him. But there's no trust the other way. No trust, there's only fear. Not faith, but fear. Not faith, but fear. And in his fear, he buries the money and leaves it there. You know, I can imagine a different ending to this story. I can imagine the story actually ending like this. The third man comes back, and the money's all gone. He said, you know what? I invested in an apartment complex down in Moldova, and I lost every penny. And the master, I don't think he would have said, well done, good and faithful servant. I think he would have said, okay, okay, you did your best, you, you tried, okay, come on, enter into the joy of the feast. Because you see, it would have shown that he trusted the master, he was ready to, to live with freedom and joy, and not just responsibility. So let's be more personal. Let's talk about you and me. We also have been given great gifts. You and me. Life. Health, for the most part. Family. Parents, children. Education. Daily work neighbors and friends, a church. We've been gifted with all this, gifted with it. It's just been lavished upon us by a father who loves us. And, and you know what his expectation is? What is it that we will, let me gather up my pants here, be responsible? He wants us to run with it. Take that life I give you and run with it. Run with it. Live it. Live it. Live it.
live it fully, completely. And yes, you'll make some mistakes. And you're going to fall into sin sometimes. That, that's good. If there's one thing I know, that's one of the things I know for sure. That'll happen. You'll have failures too. But he says, run with it. Run with it. Live your life. And I'm with you all the way. I trust you. I trust you to be my children. Trust me to be your Heavenly Father. I trust you to be my children. Trust me to be your Heavenly Father. So live your life in joy and freedom. Because you are loved. If that's not good enough, he sent his son. Just, just to make sure that you know. He sent his son who said, I love you. I forgive you. You're my child. I want you forever and ever and ever. Each and every one. And he died on the cross, sealed that love on the cross. It's a promise. It can't be broken. So you have this, this wonderful gift, this gift of God's love and forgiveness, the freedom to live your life, the freedom to live your life. You know, I was thinking yesterday, I was, I was thinking about this, this lesson. I was thinking about Diana coming to Lithuania. I don't know how many times people said, why in the world did you ever come to Lithuania? And you know, the, the nice answer would be, well, we felt responsible and called by God to take care of these stupid expats that live in, in, in Lithuania. You know what? It's just, we decided to do it. We just decided to do it. No great responsibility here. We just did it. Sorry, folks. If, if you want us to be more responsible, it, it's just not there. It just seemed like a good idea at the time. And so we did. And it's been wonderful. We've been gifted. You know, we, we had a lot and more was given to us. You see what I'm saying? Even more was given. It was given richly. It's still being given. I actually like some of you, but all of you, yes, all of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. To live your life day by day in freedom and joy. Yes, you make mistakes. Yes. Did you listen also to the second lesson today? Because that's important in this regard. Down toward the end, St. Paul says to the Thessalonians, he says, Let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence, confidence of our salvation. The confidence of our salvation. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger upon us. I think there are so many Christians just just waiting for the foot to drop, you know what I mean? Waiting for God to pour out his anger. And the fact is, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, when he returns, he's madder in hell. No, that's not right. We can live with him forever, right? So encourage each other and build up each other just as you are already doing. You see how we're loved? In Romans chapter 8, the end of Romans chapter 8, Paul says there's nothing in all creation that can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. 
not angels or principalities or, or this or that or the other. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. You, you all know John 3.16, I'll bet, don't you? For God so loved the world that he gave. Do all of you know John 3.17? John 3.17, because it's just as important. He sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Then he goes on, I'm paraphrasing a bit, to say, those who believe in him have life or are saved. Those who do not believe are condemned already. Isn't that interesting? That's that third man. The one who doesn't believe is condemned already. It isn't that the master had to throw him into the outer darkness. He was in darkness all along. Because he thought his master was a cruel and, and, and harsh judge. So he was living his life in darkness. See what I mean? He was living his life in those places where there's uh, gnashing of teeth. That's the way he lived. Already. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to be afraid. Because you are loved. You are loved with a love that has been sealed on the cross for, forever and ever. And it can't be changed. So this story is not about responsibility. It's about joy and freedom. You can live your life in joy and freedom. You've been given all these gifts. Run with them. And when you stumble, get back up because the Lord loves you. Martin Luther said, there's a quote, Luther said, and this isn't the exact quote, but it's close, sin boldly and ask forgiveness just as boldly. Now some people hear that and say, well, he, he meant just, you can sin, it's okay to sin. That's not what he meant. He meant exactly what I've been saying. Live your life in joy and freedom and sometimes you'll stumble. If you're living your life in joy and freedom, you will stumble sometimes. You will sin. You will fail. But God is there to pick you up, set you on your way again, loved, forgiven, and free. You hear me? I have one more thing to say. It's barely related to what I've already said. Our church council has determined that uh, three or four times a year, the pastor is supposed to talk to you about money and stewardship. When I saw this lesson, I thought, well, this is the right lesson. You know, it's a good lesson about you guys doing your responsible job. Well, then I got studying the lesson and it all went haywire because I don't think that's what it's about at all. But, you know, I don't think that's a good reason to give anyway because you feel responsible. You give out of joy and freedom. Joy and freedom. You know, Diane and I have tithed our whole married life, and it's just been a joy. We just do it. We just do it. That's the way it is. I mean, we don't feel like we have to. We do it because we want to. I'm not telling you you have to tithe. I'm just, I'm just saying, you've got a good thing going here. If you want to contribute, please do, okay? In joy and freedom, you can, you can give what you want. Or, need to, or if you don't want to give, that's all right too. Just keep coming. Because we want you. God wants you. The Lord Jesus wants you. And if you feel compelled to, to join financially in this process, please do so. Is that all right, church council member? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Done your duty. Done my duty. Done my duty. <laughs> we do not belong to the church of perpetual responsibility. We belong to a church of joy and freedom. 
joy and freedom. That's all I have to give. His love in Jesus Christ for joy and freedom.